Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship. We worship. We worship you. Where God can find worshipers, He can find an entrance. Because He so longs to meet the needs of people. And when He finds worshipers, He says, Ah, I can enter in that location and bless from there. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 We glorify you, Jesus. We worship you. 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 Praise the Lord. You can be seated. I'm going to ask David to stay nearby. I have a direction of what God said to minister. And I so so enjoy these meetings because I love coming to church and finding out what we're going to do like you find out. You say, doesn't that make you nervous? No, I was married to Ed Dufresne for almost 30 years. And that man would keep us on the front edge of our faith. Not the back edge of our faith, but the front edge of our faith. And I got to say, there is a dear, 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 dear friend here that for many, many years was a friend of my husband, even before I knew him. Sister Pat Harrison is in the house. Hallelujah. Give her a yes, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. And for those of you who need to be enlightened, it's Dad Hagen's daughter. But I tell you what, a fine, fine minister. And uh, my, my, my. You get around Sister Pat and you you learn to love the Holy Spirit more and more and more. I love the Holy Spirit because he is to me everything Jesus said he would be. Did I get that right, Sister? Pretty close. Do I need to have you come up here and tell it to us, right? (laughs) She's a precious friend and... Uh, she knew my husband for years and they were a good fit together because they loved the Holy Spirit. And when we come to services like this, I just love to find out what he has for us because the needs are so varied (laughs) and he is so ready to supply every single need in a service. And it isn't, isn't God so impressive that no matter what your need is and no matter what sermon is preached, your answer shows up in a service when you're expecting. Amen. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, go and preach. Sending them out, sending out the 12. Go and preach and preach that the kingdom of God is at hand. If this tissue is at hand, 
What's this mean? I can pick it up and use it anytime I want. Everything of the kingdom is at hand. It's at your disposal within your reach. It's not out here asking God to send something. Everything of the kingdom is at hand in you. For you're waiting for your hand of faith. If it's at hand, at what hand? The hand of faith. And he said, go and preach that the kingdom of God is at hand. And then he gave him this directive, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, which was one of the most extreme conditions that someone could find themselves in physically. The wonderful thing about this phrase, cleanse the lepers, is because it was widely believed that if you had leprosy, God was done with you. It was a judgment of God that you had no help. You were a hopeless person. And Jesus said, go cleanse them. Because God's never done with anybody. No one ever has to be hopeless. So he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Those who look like they're beyond hope, they're primed for raising. And then he said, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. So we see this that so diverse is the need that whatever you run into out there is what he's saying. Meet the need. Meet the need. Whatever it is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, We have been not quite a year on... uh, Brother Copeland invited us on the Victory Channel for daily, our daily broadcast. Praise the Lord. And um, we're so... It's one of the greatest honors of our life. And whenever we were asked to start on television... It just came. My husband ministered to me, oh my goodness, probably about the last 25 years of his life. He often said, God's going to put you on TV. God's going to put you on TV. And we just sat back and let God do it. And uh-huh. he's done it. Praise God. And I knew what the broadcast was to be called because in the 70s, my husband had a vision of himself hanging off a satellite out in outer space. And he was declaring, Jesus yes. is the healer. Yes. So whenever they invited us on, it was no wonder what do we call it. Jesus the healer. It was already in the mind of God, the plan of God. And when we went on daily, the first thing that God told me to teach on, he said, I want you to teach on the mind. And I did 80 episodes on the mind. The first 80 episodes on the mind. Why? Because... Wrong thinking is the devil's open door. Yes. 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 And if we think right, we close the door to him working and operating in our lives. And it is our divine privilege to renew our minds with the word. What's that mean? Come into God's way of thinking. Any Christian who's in bondage. Now listen to me. Any Christian who's in bondage is not in bondage to the devil. They are in bondage to an unrenewed mind. They find out what the Word says 
and the devil's done pushing them around. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. So no wonder he said, I want you to teach on the mind. Why? Because no matter what test or opposition comes against your life, there's also going to be accompanying that test an attack on the mind. Why? Because he's got to deceive you and get you thinking wrong so that you'll even cooperate with any other opposition. No test against your health will work when you think right. No test against your finances will work when you think right. No test against your marriage will work when you think right. So the devil's always going to bring a, 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 a companion attack to any other attack on the mind. And if he can get you in that mental arena and hold you there through wrong thinking, he can whip you. But as Dad Hagen taught us, if we'll hold him in the faith arena, we whip him and whip him badly. We know Jesus defeated him, but we are there enforcing with great skill his defeat and our victory. Amen. And so we taught for the first 80 episodes on the mind. Uh, Why? Because uh, one of the features of the last days is man's hearts failing them. Jesus said, men in the last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear. Where's that fear strike the mind? And when people think wrong, it starts affecting the body. I saw a, um, a doctor made a, a, a statement. I was, years ago, I was flicking across some channel and he said, 85% of all disease began from the neck up. What's he saying? The way they thought, the, the mind broke down and then the body broke down. You deal with that mind. You deal with that thinking. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people, God was speaking, my people, not the devil's people, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Notice the devil's not mentioned. We're not destroyed because of the devil. We're destroyed when we don't know something. And the devil takes advantage of those who don't know. And um, if we'll renew our minds, we run ignorance out. And when we run ignorance out, we close the doors to the devil and we open doors to God. Amen. Amen. So no wonder God said, you start out by teaching on the mind. And uh, why? Because everyone's got one. (laughs) The first 80 episodes applied to everybody for sure. Right? And um, I'm so grateful that he had us to teach that way. I, I was, now Dad Hagen was our spiritual father as he was to many in here. We followed him for decades, followed the message. And when he left, he left us the message and we just keep going with the message. I so appreciate something he said. He said um, when he was pastoring in his earlier years of ministry, he said, um, There were fads that would run through the body of Christ, just like they'll still run through. And he said, I I 
got caught up in some of these fads here and what, what they were. And he said, uh, we started one of them was uh, you had to have getting loose meetings. <laughs> so he said every Friday night, is either every Friday night or every Saturday night. He said in his church, they started a getting loose meeting. Yeah. So they would pre he would preach on getting loosed. And he said then, you know, they'd lay hands on everybody that was bound. So then get loosed. And he said, and then after everybody got loose and there was nobody else to lay hands on, you got to do something different now to keep them coming. So he said, so the next fad meeting that was running around was getting free. So he said, so we flipped from getting loose to getting free. And the ones who got loose now came up to get free. Yeah. <laughs> Laid hands on them. And then, I, I don't know what the third one was. Maybe somebody can help me with deliverance meetings. So then they, everybody that, w w you know, that got loose, they got free. Now they need to get delivered. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, same people coming up for all the lines. And he said, uh, I'd go visit them in their homes or visit them when they're out working in the field or something. And he said, in visiting my congregation members, I found out they still had the same old problems. Right. They were still in the exact same condition they were before they got loosed, before they got free, and before they got delivered. Yeah. Same condition. And God said to him, he said, you're expecting to do through the laying on of hands what only my word will do for people. The Word and the Spirit. They each have their place and have their role. Yes. And the Spirit, moving in the gifts of the Spirit, have a, a dynamic place, a needed place, but it'll never take the place of having your mind renewed with the Word of God. Amen. And so, I'm so grateful that we're not just... In this era, we're not just flowing with the Spirit, but we're, we're doing it from a foundation of the Word. Yes. Yes. Amen. The Word and the Spirit yes. moving together and flowing together. Amen. Amen. So no matter what tests arises, know this, that the Word is your answer. Yes. I said the Word is your answer. Amen. Our greatest defense against the devil is a renewed mind. I said our greatest defense against the devil is a renewed mind because when you think right, no lie he tells you works. The devil cannot do to us anything he wants anytime he wants. I said the devil cannot do to us anything he wants anytime he wants. If he could, why would he have to deceive us first? If he could do anything he wants anytime he wants, why does he have to threaten you that he's going to kill you prematurely? Why didn't you just do it? If he can do anything he wants anytime he wants, why does he threaten you that you're going to lose your home? And threaten you that your children are going to end up in the wrong place? Why? Because he can't do it till you think the way he says. And I don't care how many times the devil says something, repetition does not equal truth. Faith comes by hearing. 
and hearing by the Word of God, the devil works the same exact ways that God works. Why? Because he's an imitator. There's nothing in him original. All he can do is watch how God use, works and imitate same processes, but in the negative direction. And he knows that faith comes by hearing, so does fear. Fear comes by hearing. And hearing, and hearing by what the enemy's saying. So what's his strategy? Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And every time he says something, you better say something. Have you ever seen these cartoons where you see one character take a hammer or something to hit the other one on the head and the lump grows up and then the stars start circling like a halo and moving around? When the devil says something, that's exactly what happens. Those words take movement around your head and they will create a pressure on your mind. And you'll hear that over and over, not because it's said over and over, because it's moving over and over. Those words take on movement. You go to bed and they're there. You wake up and they're there. What do you do? You stop them. How do you stop them? You answer them with the Word. The Word stops that movement. And I don't care what kind of pressure that circle of wrong thoughts puts on you. If you will stand up in the face of that and answer that with the Word, it will break that cycle. In a nutshell, how to get past every test, answer every wrong thought. With the word, answer every wrong thought. Answer every wrong thought. Number two, tell the devil that spoke it to leave. Why? So he's not just there feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. And what is that? That's a spirit of fear. Remember what Paul said to Timothy? He said, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. What spirits after your mind fear? Trying to break down your sound mind. And so you answer every wrong thought with the word. Well, Pastor Nancy, it feels like it's true. Yes. Let me tell you something of how, what God said to me a couple of years ago. He said, when I speak something to you, He said, I send an influence with those words called the anointing because that anointing helps you to receive what I just said to you, helps you to recognize the source. When you recognize that there's anointing on that, that sense the presence of God with that. And when you sense that anointing, that's an influence to help you receive what he just said. And the devil, being an imitator, works the same way. He speaks words of fear and sends an influence with it to where you feel fear. You feel it. You can feel it. If the devil says and suggests something, for example, your business is going to fail. When he says that, it will literally sometimes feel like your business is failing. Right. Amen. Tangibly, I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I'm talking about. To where you feel what was suggested. What is that? That's nothing but fear's influence. You have to answer that. No matter what you feel, that's why we don't walk by what we feel. Yes. Amen. Number one, you answer it. 
Number two, you tell the spirit that spoke it to get out. Why? Resist the devil and he will flee. And number three, you worship. Why? Because that connects you to your, to your spirit and that's where your faith resides. The devil is constantly trying to draw you up into the mental arena, into your mind. Why? Because there's no faith there. There is no faith in your mind. You can't believe God with your mind. You believe with your heart. The faith of God is in your heart, but we renew the mind to come into agreement with the faith that's in our heart so that our mind won't argue against the faith in our heart, but it will agree with the faith in our heart. Dad Hagen made a, a tremendous statement at one point. He made this statement. He said, what is a spiritual giant? One whose heart and mind agree. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the devil works to draw you up into the mental arena. Why? Because he's trying to separate you from your faith. Yes, yes. He's trying to get you to not access your faith. So he works to keep you up here. So that's why I say then after, number one, you answer wrong thoughts. Number two, you tell the spirit that's trying to trouble you, leave in Jesus' name. Number three, you worship. Why? Because you're connecting your tongue to your spirit, and that's where your faith is. And when you worship, the anointing of God comes into manifestation. And the anointing destroys the yoke, and the devil can't gain entrance back because the anointing is flowing. I just told you three steps to how to never, never be troubled in your mind again. But you have to practice it. Yes, that's right. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that's an abbreviated sermon. Um, because the Spirit of God in the hotel room this afternoon told me what to do for tonight. And we're going to follow what He tells us. As I was sitting in the hotel room, all of a sudden, and I'm going to say it in a particular way because um, I don't want someone, if I could say this, to uh, step back from responding. Um, As I was sitting there, uh, flashed up before me was someone suicidal and one of the things with that it's been dogging you for years pressure on the mind that lingering if I could say this pressure working on your mind and not only with that you find yourself searching for ways to do that all different kinds of ways and it's thoughts that the enemy is giving you. And he plays out scenarios before you of how you could accomplish this. You have to learn this. All thoughts that come to you did not come from you. And yes, there is, as I said, there is us taking our place in the word 
taking our stand against opposition, but sometimes people are entrenched and they need help getting out. And Jesus said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead and cast out devils. Brother Joel was picking up on that this morning because as he came on the property, for those of you who were here this morning, God said out to him, I want you to minister to those who need help in this area. Amen. But let me tell you this, any help you receive through another person's faith, any help you receive through the laying on of hands, a ministry line is temporary help. Giving you space to renew your mind. That's right. That's right. That's right. So when we receive help with another one's faith, we also have an assignment. Further renew the mind. Further renew the mind. Further renew the mind. And you may say, Pastor Nancy, what do you mean by renewing the mind? It's what Romans 12 verse 2, Paul wrote. And he says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. That means coming to God's way of thinking. Take on God's thoughts. Any thought of yours that is not in agreement with his, you cast yours down and you pick up his. Well, Pastor Nancy, I was raised thinking that way. Good. You had the opportunity to cast down anything that is in disagreement with how God thinks and how God operates. This is a process. For the rest of our lives, we have the divine privilege of developing our spirits and renewing our minds, the two greatest needs of any believer. Develop our spirits and renew our minds. And we never get to the end of that that divine assignment. So anytime in these meetings that we minister to someone, that is divine help. But it's going to call for you taking your place in the Word and the Word taking its place in you, feeding on the Word, putting that Word in your mouth. And when your pastor, anytime he ministers to you or any other minister, that is temporary help giving you an extended space so that you can feed that Word in you and become robust. Why? Because God is not raising spiritual cripples to where we have to lean on someone else. Amen. And so we're going to minister tonight to that which I've described of anybody here. And just know this, Dr. Lester Sumrall was our pastor for years. And he made this statement. He said, every human will be tempted at some point with thoughts of suicide. He said, the reason is Jesus himself was tempted. When in Luke chapter 4, and in one occasion, Satan took him to the pinnacle of the temple and said, throw yourself down headlong. He said, the angels will protect you, keep you. What was that? That was a temptation. And he said, we're no better than him. As he was tempted, we'll be tempted. But what did he do? He just answered with the word. Answered with the word. Answered with the word. Answered with the word. He showed us the policy of standing our ground against the devil. You say, it is written. It's not enough that it's written in a book. It has to be written in here. 
in your spirit, in your heart. It has to become a living thing to you. How do you make the word a living thing? I love something George Mueller said. He said, I don't just read the Bible. I meditate the Bible. I meditate my way through the Bible. What's that mean? He mutters it. He speaks it to himself. He keeps it going on the inside of him. Driving in your car, draw up that word. Going down the road, doing errands, cleaning your house, cleaning your garage. Be drawing that word up. Put that word in you. That's how the word gets in you and you get in the word. Because you can't spend what you don't own. And meditation turns you into an owner of that word to where you become one with that word. Amen. So we're going to minister to you tonight. But as I said, you have homework. You have homework. Back on the book table, we have some free booklets for you. Grant, do we still have some back there? One of those is how to keep your healing. Get it? Two, you can go to our website and download it. It's a free download. I also just filmed 10 teaching episodes on how to keep your healing. Thank you, Lord. We'll be posting those five, oh, five hours of how to keep your healing. Yes. You watch for it. Why? Because that's your homework. Yes. Anything God's blessed you with, the devil's busy trying to steal it from you. Everything God has blessed you with. The devil is constantly trying to steal it from you. It's not that you've got to get this. It's not that you've got to get your healing or you've got to get your freedom. We're refusing our freedom and our healing to be stole from us. Amen. Stolen from us. Amen. When, I love something. When, I love it when Brother Copeland said, you are not the sick trying to get healed. You are not the bound trying to get free. But Satan is trying to steal your health from you trying to steal your victory from you. And we refuse. I said, we refuse. We refuse. Hallelujah. Um, I want to go with me, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. I learned this. If I'm going one day with my mind troubled and harassed, I'm doing it wrong. Listen to me. If I'm going one day troubled and harassed, it's not because the devil's my problem. It's because I'm doing it wrong. If I'm troubled, if I'm harassed, if I'm fearful, there's something of me believing the wrong thing. God authored days of heaven on earth for us. And I say the devil has stolen all the moments out of my life he's going to steal. Amen. I will never live another sad day. Will sad circumstances come? They may, but they cannot steal the flow. That, that God has authored for his people. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
How do we know we're in the flow of the Holy Ghost if we're walking in our righteousness, if we're walking in our peace and walking in our joy? And if someone can pray hours a day in other tongues, but they're harassed in their mind, they're not in the flow. They're not following the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I know I shock people. I don't mean to when I say this following statement. Um, the day my husband went home to be with the Lord was the greatest tragedy of my life, but it was not the hardest day of my life. You know what the hardest day of my life? I was, somebody was interviewing me recently and they said, Pastor Nancy, what was your darkest moment? I said, there's never been one moment. The hardest time of my life was when my mind wasn't renewed. Everything was hard. Everything was a a struggle. Everything was a difficulty. And as we keep renewing our mind, we become more skillful with the victory in our inheritance. And I tell this, I make this statement, and I hope you understand it right and hear it right. When Paul said the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, he's talking about the flow of heaven that's yours. It's in you. Righteousness is not what you feel. It's your position. Joy, peace, fruits of the Spirit that are in you right now. Um, The day my husband went home to be with the Lord, I had a choice to make. What's my flow? What's my flow? What flow am I going to choose? Am I going to choose the flow of grief and sorrow? Or am I going to choose the flow of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost? The day my husband left, that flow did not leave with him. I still have the flow of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Every circumstance you face in life will not offer you peace and joy. No problem. You brought your own to the party. I don't have to wait to be joyful for, cir- for circumstances to be joyful before I'm joyful. I don't have to wait for circumstances to offer me peace before I'm peaceful. I got my own. And I learn how to drink out of that flow, draw out of that flow. And in the face of what is not joyful, in the face of what is not peaceful, I stand up and say, I rejoice in you, Father. I glorify your name. And I choose my flow. I choose my flow. And the day my husband left this earth, my choice was not taken from me. I still had my choice. Amen. I want you to know you are authorized to never worry again. You are authorized to never fear again. You're authorized to never be depressed again. Never, 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 never pushed around in your mind. But you can't just stand inactive because what you don't resist has permission to stay. There are things that call for our resistance. The life of a a believer is a resistance against what's wrong. Not because we're devil conscious because we won't let anything take our victory. We're victory conscious. Amen. 
So in these meetings, we've ministered to different ones. Thank God for that. Yes. You have space now yes. to be free from pain, to be yes. free from those difficulties. Right. Take advantage of that space to store that word in you, feed that word in you, stock the shelves of your spirit so that you've got a lot to cook with. Give the Holy Ghost something to cook with in your life. He'll serve up something delicious that you've got to give him something. He can only work with the Word. And he can only work in our lives with the Word to the measure the Word's in us. You know, I can call. I have a staff member that is a really great cook. I have a couple of them. And uh, I can call them, come to my house. But the problem is they're going to be real limited when they get to my house. Those shelves are skimpy. <laughs> They're bare. They're bare. And it's going to put a limit on their ability. When we only have a lesser measure of the word, we just limited the Holy Ghost in us of what we've given him to work with. Because he's only interested in working with the word. He doesn't work with our feelings. He doesn't work with our emotions. He works with the word. Amen. Amen. Uh, you're authorized to never worry again. Yes. Never worry again. Yeah. Dad Hagen taught us, how do you know if you're worrying? If you're thinking about it. If you're thinking about it. That means once you cast it on him, you can't talk about it anymore. Did you get that? Once you cast it on him, you can't even talk about it anymore. All you can do is release your faith and say, he's working on it. He's working. Casting, I love, Morgan has a, has a message. I don't know if we brought it, but she has a message called cast your care, but not your expectation. Amen. Meaning this, you cast your care on him, but you keep, you keep your faith going saying, he's working on it. He's working on it. He's working on it. He's working on it. Because he's working on it, I don't have to. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9, are you there? Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 13. Of course, this talks about how Jesus entered the holy place with his own blood. Verse 13, for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. Look at this. How much more? Say it with me. How much more? How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? One commentator put it this way, how much more shall the blood of Jesus purge your replay of the mind? The replay of the mind. From what? From dead works, from things of the past, from things that the devil uses to accuse you with. When the word calls him the accuser of the brethren, he's re the word is revealing his strategy against your life. He's going to take something significant to your life and accuse you with it. Something you're acquainted with, somewhere where you missed it, somewhere where you went the wrong direction, somewhere where you had a misstep, and he's going to accuse you with that. And that's that he'll take dead works. And if you're mindful of that, it will hinder your serving of God. 
it will hinder how it, it will hinder how you'll serve him in prayer. It'll hinder how you'll serve him worshiping, how you'll serve him in other capacities because the past just dogging and trying to live with your present. Um, with every computer, we're so impressed with, and you know, we all have phones and devices. And I mean, we're, it's pretty impressive what these things can do, right? Uh, and we're real impressed, but God had the first computer. The brain of man. It's computer. And they'll tell you scientifically that everything that is, the eye has ever seen is cataloged somewhere. Everything the ear has ever heard is cataloged somewhere. No wonder the devil attacks the mind. Because things are cataloged in there that he can use against you. But your computer also has a delete button. And the brain of man has a delete button. And it's called the blood of Jesus. And if you don't push that delete button, that which is stored in the memory, the hard drive, the devil will try to use it and poke on you and torment you and trouble you and hold you back from your future. So by faith... We apply that blood. By faith, we say the blood of Jesus has purged me. It has cleansed me of that. It is gone. It no longer exists. And I'm not talking about it anymore. And I'm not going to engage in a conversation with anybody else about it anymore. I don't have to talk it out. It's cleansed out. Every time you talk about something of the past, you bring it to your presence. You give it a new life. In your present. No wonder, the, no wonder when the mind of man, they say we got to get it out through talking. You can't talk it out. You, only the blood can delete it. Only the blood can delete it. Why are people driven to worry? Because they haven't applied the blood as they, as they should. It's applied by faith. First John 1, 9 is for you. Every believer. If... We confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all, from all, from all unrighteousness. One of our pastor friends, he makes a statement. I love it. I'm about done giving him any recognition for this statement. I'm done. This is my last time on this. But he said one of the greatest acts of faith a believer can make is once they've missed it and repented to stand back up in their righteousness and say, I'm moving on. Yes. Yeah, that's good. It takes, that's an act of faith. Yeah, that's right. If you start every prayer with a repentance, you're probably not walking in your righteousness. Rehearsing and regurgitating the past that has already been cleansed, accusing the blood of not being enough. The blood, how much more shall the blood of Jesus purge our conscience, purge the replay of the mind. You can go tonight, go to bed tonight, no replays, no replays, no replays, no replays. When it tries to play up, say, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. The blood has cleansed that. Nope, 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 nope. 
that will never stand up in the court of law of, he of heaven's court. Never stand up. Never stand up. It's gone. Gone. Delete. Delete. Somebody tries to remind you of it. Say, deleted. Now, don't make them think you're saying that, that they're deleted. But you better, use, well, actually, in a, in a marriage, you better use that wisely. But... <laughs> One pastor was telling me, we were talking about this verse, Hebrews 9, verse 14. We were talking about it, and he said, Pastor Nancy, tell me again what that commentator said. And I said, how much more shall the blood of Jesus purge your replay of the mind from dead works? What is that, the past? Things of unrighteousness. And uh, he said, I want to tell you of something that happened. There was a man in his church who had a friend. The friend was a war veteran. And he had seen a lot of things during his time of combat. And uh, no doubt engaged, but he was under command. So he wasn't wrong, he's under command. And he came back. He was born, he got born again, but of course n never renewed his mind, didn't find out what belonged to him in Christ. So the devil just took his past and just troubled his mind. And he was oppressed mentally, depressed for years, and struggled in his mind, and uh, finally ended up on his deathbed. This pastor. This congregation who had the congregation member was a friend of the man. And this congregation member went and was with him in the final days of his life. He stayed with him in his home just to look after him. And uh, he said when the man took his last breath, he said, God, let me see into the spirit realm. And I saw his spirit lifted up out of his body and him being carried to heaven. He said, but... In that experience, I saw something in the spirit fall off of him. And he said it was like a shield, a mask that circled the front, just the front half of his head, covered it like just if you took a wide plate and you bent that and put it over someone's face. He said, I saw that when he was lifted up that was on him and it fell off wow. of him. And he said, and when it fell off, he said, there was an images on the inside of that like a video screen. And it was replaying his past. And the devil had put that on him until no matter where he turned, all he could see is replays of his past. He didn't have to live that way. If someone would have told him, the blood of Jesus purges all of that. Why does the devil want you to worry? He wants to break down. He wants to break down your mind. He wants to break down everything of God's best in your life. And I want you to know for, you don't have to another day, another moment, put up with a troubled, harassed mind. Well, Pastor Nancy, you just don't know what I've done. I just know what Jesus has done. I just know what he's done. Pastor Nancy, I haven't done everything right. No, but Jesus did. And we're not righteous because we've done everything right. We're righteous because he did everything right. And he made his righteousness ours 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I tell you, in these last days, in these last days, um, Satan is unleashing things on the minds of humanity at a whole nother level. I, I thoroughly believe that because of the greatness of the harvest that belongs to our Father, the devil has reserved certain things against that season, this season. And um, we see people's minds. And Jesus said, Jesus said it. He said, in the last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear. What's that mean? Their mind's going to break down. People are being so self-medicated. We're self-medicated too. We medicated ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We are (laughs) self-medicated. Hallelujah. Stand with me if you would to your feet. Praise the Lord. I'm going to do this because... I want anyone who needs to be free in this capacity to not be hesitant to stand back, to stay back. So tonight, I want to call for who I was referring to earlier, suicidal thoughts. They've been harassing your mind for many years. As I said, playing out scenarios of how this could be, how could it, how could it happen? But uh, I want you to come forward because there's freedom for you. There's freedom. You walk out of this place and that mind peaceful, that mind as God intended it to be. But I want to offer to anyone else though who depressed. Maybe, and I, every single one of us, we have to stand our ground. Uh, you're, every single one of us, we have to guard our thought life, take charge of our thought life. But if there's someone here and you say, I, I, I just seem to, I need help. I, I, I'm, I'm doing what I know, but what I know isn't enough. Yes, yes. And I need help, Pastor Nancy. We want to minister to you. Amen. So if that's you, come forward if you would. And we, it is our privilege to minister to you. And every one of us in here will release our faith in your behalf. Hallelujah. Congregation, let's just raise up our hands and worship the Lord tonight. Let's worship the Lord. We worship you, Father. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you. Lift up your voice tonight and worship Him.
Some may say, Pastor Nancy, I've struggled with panic attacks. I've struggled with fear of being alone, fear of flying. All of these things are nothing. Anxiety, all these things are nothing but the outflow of fear. And there's no sense in living harassed. How about we sing, Oh, the blood of Jesus? How about that?
Jesus' name. Be free in 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 Jesus' name. say, Pastor Nancy, there is a habit, an addiction I want to be ministered to. I need help. We will minister to you a lifestyle, anything, anything that holds you in captive, holds you in bondage, you can be free from. Hallelujah. If that you, come up here. We'll minister to you. just won't turn over, it's dead. And you hook up another, you bring another car, you put the jumper cables, here's the jumper cables. Jumper cables. Why? To give you a boost. What do they tell you though? My daddy would tell me whenever, if he had to ever jump my car, he'd say, Nancy, don't turn it off. Let it run, let it run. You don't jump start it and then kill it. You jump start it and drive it and let it run. You gotta keep going that direction. Amen. When you walk out of here, we don't go back to something that kills and drains our battery. We fuel up with the word. Hallelujah. Fill up with that word. Fill up with that word. Fill up with that word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. 
Hallelujah. Is there anybody here, as Morgan said at the first of the service, Thursday night we'll minister to everyone who needs healing that has not yet been ministered to. Every service nearly we've ministered, the Holy Spirit has directed us in what vein to minister. But on Thursday night, we're going to earmark that night to especially minister to those who need healing. But if you say, Pastor Nancy, I cannot come back Thursday night, but I came because I need hands laid on me for healing. Well, this is not an open invitation for everyone who needs healing. This is for those who cannot come back Thursday night. If that's you, we invite you to come forward, please. And we'll minister to you before we dismiss tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Joel, if you and Pastor Amy would come and start and minister. to give place to anything you good okay all right that's called she knows more than I do <laughs> Jesus we thank you we glorify you we magnify you we glorify we magnify I just want to thank you 
And the glory shall be high. Oh, the glory. She came. Oh, my, the glory. Oh, my. This. I say the glory. I'll go. Yes, Lord. What you have spoken to that Hagen. Walk out the glory in this place. So go. We continue on to flow. Oh, yeah. But the guest, Lord, the glory. The glory that was said, the glory that was said by the prophets, the glory, the glory, the gold, the glory in the coast Lagrishukomahaya. It's the glory that that the healing, the healing glory, the healing, the glory, the healing power. Oko, yeah, yeah, the glory. It's time Soria. Oh, Oh, uh, yes, Lord. Uh, you're pleased, Lord, uh, that the glory is flowing again. Oh, glory. And your glory again. I get it, Lord. But it because the word, the word continued on. The word, the word continued on. And the spirit, the glory of God is flowing again. Healing, healing, miracles, miracles, miracles. The glory, yes, Lord, what the prophet have spoken, what the prophet have seen in the spirit is now coming to pass in this time, in this very hour. For the glory, all the greater glory, all the greater glory, all the greater glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've seen the former glory, but now, but now, oh, glory. I get this shudder. I think it's shudder. Oh, God, the, the church, the church, the church. I get this slow. The word, the word, even. The word, the word of faith, the word of faith oh, the, that brings the glory of God is now again, it's blowing, it's blowing, it's blowing. Oh my, you will see greater things, greater things. Yes, Lord. Aha, For the glory of the former house shall be greater than, shall be greater of the former. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. The glory, the glory, the glory. And the, the, the latter rain, the 
latter rain on my height. But God said, the latter rain, I got this low, the latter rain, I got this shadow, oh God, this like I said, I got shadow. Yo, sir, and that latter rain, the latter rain brings the anointing for healing and miracles. I got this shadow, that latter rain, the latter rain, the latter rain, and the latter rain. I got this long, the word, the revelation of the word that will bring the latter rain. And I got see, I got to see revelation. You're hearing the revelation. You're hearing the revelation. It's the flow, the flow, the flow of the kingdom of God, the glory, the miracles, the sun. Oh my God, hallelujah. The glory, the glory. The worship, the worship, the worshipers, through worshipers. That will bring the glory of God. That will bring revelation of the word. It's time. It's time. This is the time. This is the hour. This is the moment. There's a cloud of witnesses. Cloud of witnesses. The angels. Heaven. Heaven Heaven is pleased. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Brother Joel, Pastor Amy, come up here and minister how God has for you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. What brother? Um, uh, Noel. Noel. Yes. I was speaking forth. He's a man of prayer. And he was praying out. Yes. Uh, I hear the Spirit of God saying, he was praying out that which the prophets of old have spoken that are to come forth. And what he's praying out is that it now is that time. Yes. Now is yes. that time. Now. now is the time for the glory. Yes. Now is the time for the miracles. Yes. Now is the time for the healings. Yes. Now is the time. Why is now the time? Because it is a sign to the unbeliever. Yes. That's why. So we must recognize. And when someone is speaking like that and praying, you need to catch hold with them. Yes. Catch hold in the spirit with them. Help them pray it out because yes. God is speaking to us and it's for purpose. And yes. we are a body that is yes. to move forth with the purpose of God. Yes. And the purpose of God, like Pastor Nancy said, is to bring in those that do not know him. Yes. That is the heart cry of God. Yes. Bring in those that do not know him. Ha ha. Yeah. For he is the one yes. that causes it all to come to pass. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. And I heard somebody say, well, why is it spoken long ago? Is it just now coming to pass? Because you weren't ready. Yeah. Because you weren't yeah. ready. Yeah. We weren't ready, I should yes. say. Yes. But we're ready. We're ready. And what is, we have to do exactly what Pastor Nancy said. You have to continually. Yes. Woo. <laughs> you have to continually move forward. Yes. 
move forward. You can't stand still, and you can't move back. You can't move to this side, and you can't move to that side, but you gotta keep moving forward. Keep moving forward, because that's how God is. He's always moving forward. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to the living God. Glory to the living God. Glory to the living God. He is our God and He is alive. Yes. Hallelujah. And you know what? He is well, so I am well. Glory to God. Okay. Praise. Let's lift up our hands and worship. We glorify. We glorify you, Father. We glorify. We glorify. You got anything? Yeah. Praise God. What, what was just said? It's time. It's time. It's time. Say it with me. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time, it's time for miracles, for the power to flow, the curse to depart, and what is missing to grow. The flow of the miraculous is waiting for you, what will you do? It's time for miracles. Go to E flat. Now, for miracles, you good? They'll help me. For the power to flow, the curse to depart, the curse to depart, and what is missing to grow. The flow of the miraculous is waiting for you. What will you do? And what is missing to grow? The flow of the miraculous is waiting for you. What will you do? It's time for miracles. Come on, it's time for miracles. Yeah. The power, the power to flow. The curse to depart. The curse to and what is missing to grow? I know the flow of the miraculous is waiting for you. What will you do? It's time. It's time for miracles. Missing to grow. 
you if you would come and invite people invite people into this family would yeah you're gonna have come on somebody say praise the lord come on lift your hands one more time the name that's above every name the bible says in second corinthians 5 verse 17 therefore if any man be in christ He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all, all, somebody shout all, all. shout all again. All. all becomes new. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, you don't know what the joy is all about. It's all about him. It's all about movement where spiritual things are concerned and where deliverance and salvation comes into play. We're not talking about catechism. We're not talking about Pentateuch, water baptism, confirmation, but yet there is a personal relationship with Christ that is to be had. If you're here tonight and you've never prayed and asked the Lord to come into your heart and to be your Savior and your Lord, maybe you're here tonight and you need to rededicate your life to Him because you've been away from uh, 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 services like this where you once rejoiced and you once praised the Lord and you need to come back home tonight. uh, we're, We're extending an invitation to those of you who need to pray that prayer or to rededicate your heart and your life and your business to Jesus. Tonight is your night. Anybody here tonight, say, with an uplifted hand, that's me, Pastor Billy Joe. I need that prayer. I want that prayer. I want that changed life. I want to become a new uh, creature in Christ. I'm looking all around. You guys look around. Look around because I can't see every hand. Look around. If there's anybody with your hand raised, come now in the name of the Lord. Come now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. May I go a little further? Pastor Amy this morning was talking about the aides that assist at the Oval Office with the president. And what I was getting in the spirit this morning 
is that there are this week, everybody say this week. Many of these positions come about as a result of appointment. I felt like the Lord was saying to me this morning to encourage you that in these services, there are appointments that are being made. So if you thought God forgot about me, God doesn't know I exist, God doesn't know I'm I'm, I'm on the planet. No, if you look inside, there are appointments that are being handed out this week according to the word of God. Come on, let's thank God, somebody. Hallelujah. Just lead in a general, just have everyone to pray, salvation prayer. Come on, everybody, pray the salvation prayer. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Jesus, I come tonight tonight. acknowledging Acknowledging that I'm a sinner. Lord, the Bible says, if I will confess with my mouth, believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead, I would be saved tonight. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father, I believe, I receive him now. In Jesus' name. Let's thank God, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer sincerely and you meant it, if you come down front, somebody will be here to pray with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody might have done it over live stream. Somebody over live stream. Let us know. Let us know. If you prayed that prayer, let us know. I prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer. Let us know that you prayed that prayer. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Let's work. Let's praise him one last time before we leave tonight. Jesus, you're so good to us. We thank you. We thank you for that blood, that all-conquering blood. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We glorify you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't want to miss in the morning. I tell you what, it is delicious. Delicious things are going on in the morning here at 10 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. All the way through Thursday night, 7 p.m., all the way through Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Turn around to somebody before you're dismissed and say, Jesus is so good to me all the time. And you can be dismissed. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.